everybody. Welcome to episode 58 of Fish and Connoisseur a Movie. My name's David Perther, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, is my favorite sack of shit. Connor McDuff. Connor, you okay? Sorry, yeah, I sneezed. You're alive, sweet. We're good. All right, Connor. Well, it, it was another one of those weeks. We had to put it down to a vote. There were two huge films that came out last week. Yeah, we had Legend and Crimson Peak. Yes, and the listeners put down their opinion, told us exactly what they wanted us to listen to. It actually came down to a pretty tight It tight was score. pretty neck and neck. The final little voting we did, the last little round of it, uh, came out with... Drum, just no drum roll. Uh, Legend one. We're reviewing Legend. <laughs> nice, nice build We're up. Legend, yeah. We are reviewing Legend. Um, it was one of those awkward weekends, also that I'd already bought tickets to see Crimson Peak, and I'm all kind of like, oh, well, I hope it's going to be Crimson Peak. That would like. And I already saw Legend. <laughs> so I really lost out in, in this one. Yeah. Not saying that because I did want to see Legend anyway because it looked uh, fantastic. Tom Hardy's always. Always, uh, Tom um, a big, he's one of those actors that I need to see. Everything that he makes, I have to see. Him and Leonardo I'm DiCaprio, so apparently they're in a film that's coming up as well. I haven't, um, I haven't seen anything about it, but I heard that they're doing a film together. So um, that's just fucking. Yeah, incredible. dude. Uh, the the fuck, what is it? It's like a pioneer um, film or something like that. Oh man, it looks so good. I've seen a bunch of trailers for it. I think it's The Revenant. Yeah, I have to um, look into that. that that's um, they they, they had me at Leonardo Hardy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing that you didn't see Crimson Peak. I did not. Uh, will no. you? Do you think you will? Probably not. I was actually thinking of going to the movies tonight, so I might actually. Uh, but yeah. it's not on my list of things to do if I don't. It's on my list of things that I won't do unless I have to. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> and you didn't have to for once. Didn't have to. I just, although I did, I did see a few comments. Um, most of the Crimson Peak comments involved people saying they wanted to see you shit yourself. Um, and you didn't win this time, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. I, I, fucking, lo- I, fucking I love it. it. Now that you've pointed it out, it's like all that people are saying, and I love it. Yeah. Good on you, listeners. Um, but I, I did see it. I went and seen it in IMAX, which I was actually quite surprised that it was playing there. But saying that, it is a fucking visually stunning film. Um, I don't, if you've seen the trailers? No. Oh, you haven't seen anything about it? No. Oh, well. Okay, well, yeah. it's, you know, Gil, Gilmero, however you say his fucking first Gimel, name, Del Toro. Gilmero Del Toro, yeah. Yeah, um, and, and we all know that he's, he's, he's known for his visual style. He knows how to make things look fucking pretty, and he definitely does... In this film, it's like the the haunt, the house that they're living in um, is just just fucking stunning, and the way it's shot is beautiful. The colors are beautiful, um, and that's probably where I can say the most nice things about that film because it was fucking boring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not a fan. I was so disappointed in that film, and it's no. not saying that like because it it's. It's not really a horror film, um, and I, I kind of knew that going in, um, but I did expect a few more scares. Like, there are some tense moments, um, and there's some fucking crazy hyper-violence. Like, some of the kills are just really? crazy. But, like, I won't give anything away, but it's, it's, it's really cool. But they... I just don't know what kind of film he was trying to make because it, 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 it's more of, a, like, a, a gothic romance, if you will, and I know that's kind of what he was, he was trying to make, but he didn't do it very well. And I have read that um, 
Del Toro is, uh, he's never really happy with the relationships that he has in his films. I've, I read that somewhere. Oh, really? and, and I think he was kind of trying to just put more focus on it on this one. And like, I didn't believe it for a second. Like the Tom, Tom Hiddleston, is that, is Tom Hiddleston, Loki? Hiddleston? Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, and that Aussie chick, um, like fall, fall in love like instantly. And it's just, and I, and I, I even, I pointed it out to one of my mates in the cinema where I was there. Fucking, oh wow! All of a sudden, they're just like, you know, head over heels for each other. I didn't like, yeah. it didn't really build up fast enough for me. And my mates like, oh, that's how it happened back then, man. And I was like, was it? <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like, the human heart is still exactly the same back in in those period times that than it is now. Like, people still need to grow an affection for somebody. So that was, I, I kind of find that frustrating. But then it just. It's just it turns into a fucking soap opera. It's just like a really like over dramatic stage play is what it felt like to me on a really awesome set. So it's pretty, but it's a bit shit. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's one of those things. It's it's got a nice wrapper, but you know when you unwrap it, not not much substance in there. Um, <laughs> but like I said, I didn't go in expecting just like a straight up horror film, um, which is what. I, I, a lot of people would probably expect from me because um, I do like I do like me some horror, um, but I did go in expecting um, you know a quite a dramatic piece, and it was just over dramatic to me. Um, two out of five for Crimson Peak, very disappointing. But saying that, um, you know our our mate Ramplin, rampaging Steve Ramplin, who's been on the show, he loved it. But- He's definitely more of a like a technical sort of dude, and he just loved the way that it looked, and I think that was enough for him to get him through. Yeah, my 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 pals have been kind of on your side a bit. They're saying it's not really that impressive. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad it's not just me because I thought I was just being a jerk. No, I honestly, I think you. Were pro- I probably hate it as well, to be honest. Yeah, um, we. I'm. You know, I'm almost, and, and we'll get into this as we talk about Legend. But I almost would have rather to have reviewed Crimson Peak. Because I have so much to rip into that into that film. Like, I could go so deep. But, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, so we won't do that. And the movie we are reviewing this week is Legend. So shall we get on to that one? Let's do it, motherfucker! Alright, Connor, you want to tell us what this movie's about? So Legend follows the Cray twins, Reggie Cray and Ronnie Cray. It's based on a true story, and from what I've read up, it's actually fairly accurate for the most part. And it follows their sort of life of crime. Very much like Black Mass, it just fo- it's a biopic. It follows their kind of rise and fall and decline and all that stuff. Uh, we've got Reggie, who's very smooth, very suave, very charming. He's the brains and the looks. And you've got Ronnie, who is the muscle. He's, uh, he's in the film and in real life, he was he's clinically insane. He's psychotic and he's a fucking nutcase. And pretty <laughs> much, they because of it, they just kind of collapse a lot of the time. Well, we've got to start off. Tom Hardy... My good golly gosh, that man can act his way through a movie, can he not? That was insane. He just blew me away in this film. I just thought he was so fucking good in both roles. Like, you know, he he, he was able to play them similarly as as if they were related, but they're very different characters and but not in a stupid way. If like not in like a Eddie Murphy, you know, the clumps sort of way. <laughs> He's able yeah. to really just just create these two characters off his own bat and and oh oh man it's it's just, fucking brilliant honestly like it, uh, it's just such a it, it, you can't you cannot put the two together and th- say they're the same person they are so different no. um it's it's mind blowing actually just that how like he goes from this charming like 
causes me to question my sexuality sort of character to <laughs> this That's this so fucking... funny you say that because we uh you know I went with a few lads um last last night to see it and we we said exactly the same thing. And then and then it goes God. to this fucking crazy nutcase like you just see so gross and like oh god the way he presents himself I'm like uh I, I just like that he he was able it he was able to like his stance and the way he held himself in both characters was completely different. Like, like you're saying, uh, was, what's, uh, is it Reggie is the, the suave guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Reggie. So yeah, with Reggie, he's, he's fucking just ultra suave, ultra cool. Like just holds himself like a fucking pimp. And then you go over to Ron who has this hulking presence. He's, he's sort of yeah. hunched over a little bit. He, um, you know, he's always squinting through his glasses. His lips were different. Did you notice that? Like his lips were kind of like, uh-huh. like open. I, his I don't mouth, know. his mouth was different. It's just, it's just fucking impressive, man. Like, super, super impressive. And like I was saying, Tom Hardy is is just one of those those actors. He's probably my favorite actor at the moment. Like, I, he can't do any wrong by me. I haven't seen a bad film. I don't think I've seen a bad film. With Tom Hardy, I, I even I didn't even mind um, this means war that one he did with fucking Chris Pine and that's like a rom com. I was like his yeah. first one, wasn't it? It was, I was. I don't think it was his first. It was down there because um, I think he because he was in Inception, wasn't he? Was he in Inception? I don't know. I've never seen Inception. Oh, you still haven't seen that fucking hell. That's just. <laughs> um, but like I said, he's, like I've even seen like some of his smaller films, like um, Locke was one. I don't know if I've talked about that on the on the podcast, but. Nah. That whole movie is just him in a car making phone calls. And no other actor could do that. The, and the only other, you know, there's a few movies that have, have been similar to that, like, you know, Phone Booth or Buried or something like that. But Tom Hardy is just next level shit. He's, a, he's just really good. Like, he's just impressive. The whole way through this movie, he's just on point. There's never a moment in this film where he isn't fantastic to watch. He's so thoroughly entertaining mm-hmm. as both characters. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, but you know what I will awesome. say, um, and and because this is this is clearly uh, like an actor showcase. So we, we were yeah. talking last week with biopics always are. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we were talking last week with, with Black Mass. That was that was Johnny Depp's fucking you know step up to you know play a, a fucking gangster. It was his showcase for this. He can put some fucking makeup on and you know whatever. Yeah. And it was so obvious. It was so obvious. It was a movie just fucking constructed around Johnny Depp. Whereas with this one, even though Tom Hardy clear like easily steals the show from everything, like he is this movie, I still liked the world and I liked everybody around him. Like, do you I know? Felt- do you know what it felt like? Do you want to know what it felt like? What it is- felt like the it was the most Guy Ritchie film Guy Ritchie hasn't made. I know, right? I actually I had to double check that he didn't direct this because I it's so Guy Ritchie. <laughs> it was hey. It's because English. It's because it's British culture, quirky British culture. It was so. It was so snatch. Like it yeah, felt very snatch. Well, the first half did. Yeah, anyway. yeah. And it's like it's got that comedy element to it, and, and the cool, yeah. the cool music, like very funky. But do you agree with me? Like, with if you think about like like we were talking last week with Black Mass with the guys in in fucking Whitey's little gang. Like, who the fuck were those guys? We yeah. didn't know anything about them. Like, I kind of had an idea of who everybody was. In... It's still kind of, it's still pretty bland though. None of them really make any difference except for Ronnie's fuckboy. Oh, you um, reckon? Oh, see, I, I, I really liked them all. Like, I, I felt like they each had a purpose there. Like, they didn't, they weren't like, you know, we didn't fucking 
explore their their backstories and stuff but like i knew who was doing what in that gang like i had an idea of who was you know who was ron's bitch who was reggie's sort of little henchman that he'd go around with they had the 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 accountant guy who um you know ron had it in for like i felt like they they really did a good job of constructing this little team that they have and and giving them enough time that i understood that why they were there whereas with black mass i didn't get any of that yeah i don't fucking like black mass this is like no. this is the thing and i think i think it's kind of weird because we're sitting here like um with two films that are pretty much the same thing they're biopics about gangsters a gangster taking um, over a city yeah it's hard not to make comparisons to black mass i i've i've found every conversation i've had about legend i'm um, saying how much better than Black Mass it is in every regard. Yeah. I mean, like, that's not saying this is uh, stellar and Black Mass is just shit. Um, this, but this film does do a lot of things right. I really liked those side characters, uh, some of them anyway. I think Ronnie's boyfriend, the blonde-haired guy. Yeah, he was cool. Um, he was awesome, yeah. you know? Um, and then I, like, this- I like that scene where he goes into the, um, is it to the casino and he just starts, like, knocking all the, the drinks, the drinks off the bar. Awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, but I didn't, I like, honestly, I didn't really, aside from that, their little gang, um, nobody else is really too out there. Everyone else is just kind of there to put, be meat in the room. Um, but well, I, mean, I like, thought, well, what about, what about Emily? Um, is it Emily Browning? Um, oh, well, Francis, uh, the, the protagonist. Yeah, Francis. No, yeah. no, no. I, I, obviously I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about, I'm just talking about their actual, like in the, the film. Like Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the, she was great. Frances was awesome. I was oh, so, I was, yeah. so attracted to that woman. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh man, um, I've been a big fan of her since back in the, um, Lemony Snicket days. <laughs> she was, uh, the series of oh, unfortunate right, yeah. events. She was the chick from that. She's Aussie. She's an Aussie chick. Which one's, which one's Emily Browning in Lemony Snicket's? Uh, she's like the, um, the, the old girl. one. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, right. The, one of the siblings. Yeah. Um, and she was also in Sucker Punch. She was Baby Doll. Oh, fuck! Yeah! yeah. Wow. She's had, children. like, a bit of an up and down. She's always yeah, kind well, of I mean, been there. If you're in Sucker Punch, how up can your career be? <laughs> hey, I liked Sucker Punch. I didn't like Sucker Punch at all. <laughs> We're talking about substance, uh, you know, style over substance. That's yeah. a, a very stylistic film. Um, very much so. But, no, she she's a strong, a really strong actress, Um Emily Emily Browning I really enjoy her um and I think she you know stood up there with Tom Hardy in this film um like she was a good one for him to bounce off I don't know I liked her a lot I I thought I agree I think she was really fun I think she was really enjoyable I did think though that the voiceover was a little too much I don't think the film needed it I think I think it kind of took away from it a little bit um yeah, just because, like, it, it, she even says at the start, it just gives away too much. She's like, oh, it took me a lot to hate, took me a lot of loving to hate my Reggie or something. Oh, um, I liked that line. <laughs> and I thought, no, I think, obviously, I it stuck with me as well, but it bothered me because I, you know, you kind of know what's going to happen to that relationship now um, before the yeah, film even true. gets going. And that really frustrated true. me. Um, I knew she was going to, spoilers, I knew she was going to die. Um I just knew, like oh, that. Did you? I didn't. I didn't pick that one. That that character was not going to live. Um, as soon as she started taking pills, I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." 
Like, oh. I, knew, I, I knew she was going to go. But no, I thought Frances was really excellent. I thought she did a really good... Like, that character was really fun to watch. She was a good protagonist. Generally, in these situations, um, like, when you introduce a character like that, that you force um, an audience to follow, and they're not, you know, they're not doing all the fun shit, it can get pretty, you know, mm. pretty boring to watch. But she was fucking awesome, and I think they handled it really well. And I really um, liked, um, I really liked the relationship that they formed, her and Reggie. Like I, I thought, uh, it, like, oh, you know, just talking about Crimson Peak and watching how a romance shouldn't be done, and then coming over to this film, which isn't a romantic film, but it's very much based around their relationship, romance, and that's yeah. and, and that's really him getting, you know, hooking up with this chick, and you know, his fucking um, nutcase of a, of a brother are what really keep dragging yeah. him down. Like if he was able to just keep his eye on the prize, it's like, no, but like she's, she's, she is like a prize, like to him, yeah. like to me, she makes sense for why he would want to stray away from the things that he does so well in, in the but, gangster world. Yeah. And I think that's where the big complication comes in because you realize about halfway through the film, the big beat is that he loves that gangster world a lot more than he loves this girl. It's way too late for him to re like when, when he realizes what a big mistake he's made because he finally comes in, he apologizes and she kills herself because of it. But yeah, I thought that was a really, I, I, it made me sad because I didn't want Reggie to be like that. I wanted him to run away because he's such a charming yeah. character. Yeah. Um, but like he, you know, he fucks, he fucks her over pretty yeah, bad. Oh, big time. Um, and, and he, he is a prick. Her. Like he's a, he's a dead set prick in the end. He's, and he, yeah, he's a bastard. And that's 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 what I'm like. Where we're saying it's like Snatch and like a Guy Ritchie film, it differs about midway through, and it just becomes another dark biopic. Nothing wrong with well, that. but that's what the film becomes. Well, I um yeah, it does. But I don't know if the f filmmakers totally went with it though, because I I felt kind of confused towards the end and this I is, did as well this is probably my only like negative thing I'm gonna say about this film because I actually really dug it as you're probably starting yeah. to get the feeling of like when when all that shit's going downhill in the end when he starts beating on her in that fucking horrifying scene where he drags she, her into the he rapes like, her. fuck man that was like and she's like stop stop I was like whoa man that is just like next level fucking yeah. horrifying like that's scarier than anything I've seen in Crimson Peak. I started to not know how I felt about Reggie, like even leading up to that, because he was starting to be a prick and, you know, all that sort of... He's, because we love Frances so much, and she's she's a good chick. We want the best for her, but, yeah, Reggie's so charming, and he wins us over with, with his fast talking and, and his comedy and all that sort of thing. And it was after that rape scene or whatever when she's leaving and Ron comes up to her and starts talking and and he says you know something he points out the bruise and he says oh now that's no good we you know we weren't brought up that way but the way he says it is really funny and yeah. i felt like i wanted to laugh but i was like no i don't want to at the same time and i started to feel really like just confused i didn't know what i was supposed to feel in this time because the comedy is still there and they, like, even just after that, they start, you know, playing the funky music and all that sort of stuff again. So it's like, ah, it's all good now. Whereas... Well, what, I just, what pisses me off is that, look, I understand it's a biopic. I'm literally, as, we're, as you're talking, I'm looking this up as well, just to make sure I'm right. Mm. I understand it's a biopic, but you've got this film where 
you know, your two main characters, Ronnie and Reggie, they're fucked up. They're gangsters, you know, but they're charming gangsters. Mm. They, in real life, these guys were celebrities, you know, mm. um, and we and we love them. Like, I was so into both of them. I was like, fuck yeah, oh, these absolutely. guys are great. You know, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. But then you've got your main character raping someone. Yeah. Why? Why the fuck would you do that? There's no reason. Rape is such a full-on thing. It's such a lazy, lazy, lazy fucking way to de- like to demonize someone as well in a film. Like, mm. oh, okay, Red, right now, like Reggie, he's a he's a bit of a bad guy. We need to show him being a bad guy. Let's have him rape his wife. That's fucking. That's ridiculous. That's I up, looked yeah. it up. He didn't fucking rape her in real life, and I didn't think he did either. Especially when I'm watching the film, I'm like, there is nothing about this character. That would sh- that would sh- say he would be a rapist. Like the way he is with her, he's so gentle and loving around her. Like he's mm. always really sweet to her. Why would he just suddenly become violent and rape her? Because he's drunk. That's fucking bullshit. That bit actually made me really mad because it was such a cheap, disgusting cop out. And like, especially but, knowing but did, now that did it's he fake. rape her though? Did no, he? he did. Yeah, he did rape her. How, in the like, film. Where, do they say that? Because I thought he just beat her. No, it, it's rape. It's implied. Um. The whole way through, because she's in like she's in her underwear. He, he like grabs her by the legs, takes her to the bedroom. She's screaming no, like it's rape. Mm, I guess, that, but I, I don't know. Like I, I took it as just a beating, but it could have been. It, 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 I know it is. I'm reading shit about it now, and they're saying like it was, like in the film she gets raped. Ah, okay, right. Um, but it's fucking. It's just. It's, well, why the is, fuck that do is it? Interesting. If they, if he didn't, if he didn't in real life, why? Well, bring I mean, that like in? the like, thing is, if it was cool. a beating as well, they would just show the beating. Like you know that they would just show him beating her. Well, I, I found I found the way that it was shot quite haunting. Like it just pulling yeah. out as she's screaming. Like I I thought that was actually quite well done, in a horrific way. I didn't like it yeah. because I like this character. But and and I totally agree with you. I don't know if it was the right direction to go with this, especially be, it's because I don't feel like they're committing to it either. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, there's no coming back. Like you can't. You can't make us like him again in that's the end. That's it. And you, they try as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's where I started to get confused. And I didn't... I just... Yeah, I was very conflicted. That was, it was really frustrating. And it makes me mad that they did that to someone. Like, even though he was an awful person who murdered someone. Like, you've put it... You've depicted him as a, as a rapist. The crazy story in real life is fucking insane, man. Like, it's as crazy as what it is in the film, if not crazier. Mm. Mm. Like, I just read that the scene... At the start, you know, when they get him out of the mental ward? Yeah. What they actually did was even better. They both um, they both communicated before they met to wear to both wear suits, the same suit with a red tie. And what happened was when the nurse wasn't looking, Ronnie and Reggie switched places, so Reggie was now Ronnie in the mental uh, hospital. Oh, they That's, should have done that in the why movie. Why the fuck That's wouldn't awesome. you do that? That's way fucking better. <laughs> Why that sounds like that? something you would make up for a movie, not like exactly. not the other way around. Holy what, what shit! Makes me, what makes me mad is just like of all the things they've decided to to elaborate on or or depict in a certain way, they've chosen to make their main character rape someone. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. That's really fucking dumb. And from that point, you cannot have an audience like that character. It's just not going to happen. None of us like Reggie from that point. Like, when he comes back, and I think this is what confused you as well, when he comes back to say sorry to her, like, Mm. I was so like, what the fuck? Like, why is this even happening? I don't understand. Like, 
it's really fucking strange because he's so like calm about it. Oh, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, come yeah. on, let me make it up to you. I'm sorry the way I acted. Like, you just fucking raped her, dude. Like, that's not what happens. Why wouldn't you just make it that what the actual story is where it's it was all psychological, but he never heard her. Why can't you just make it that? She's fucked yeah. up as it is. Like, that's yeah. so weird. Yeah, it's an interesting choice. Um, you know what it felt like to me is like after that scene, like when we see him in all those parts, because I did feel like I wanted to sympathize with him when he's coming up to say like sorry to her. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, I did sympathize with him when he rocks up to the, you know, the party and the guy in the hat that he keeps fucking over or <laughs> who keeps fucking up to or trying to fuck him over throughout the film. Um, yeah. he, you know, he eventually stabs the shit out of him. Like, I was all like, yeah, fucking stab that motherfucker. He's disrespecting Francis or whatever. And then, but it's just so conflicting because I feel like he's a friend that's fucked me over and he's done me real bad. Yeah. But when I see him, he acts like nothing has happened. And I'm kind of like, oh, hold on, what's going on? Like, I'm so confused. Like, because I still want to like him, but I don't. <laughs> and it's just, it's frustrating yeah. what bothers me as well this is a this is a thing that bothered me with the film is like so we've got these two brothers ronnie and reg um they've got some excellent excellent moments the first half of this film is just fantastic by the yeah. way i think that when it's when it, they've gone a full guy richie they've they've done it so superbly that fight they have like when he gets really mad mm. ronnie's insane so when ronnie starts saying things he shouldn't you understand why it makes sense and Reggie, that scene where they're just fucking beating the shit out of each other, yeah. which I don't understand how they did. When you watch it, it's fucking amazing. Like It's seamless. It's yeah. such a brilliant scene. Sometimes you're kind of like, oh, I can see what they've done there, the way they've they, they've positioned the camera, the way the actors are sitting. Yeah. But that scene is just, it takes it to a new level. It's fucking great. It's just an entertaining scene as it is without, like even if it was two different actors. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And... It's such a fantastic scene. And then there's that moment where he's on the floor, Ronnie's crying and like trying to hug Reggie. And I'm like, that's, that's beautiful. You know, yeah. these brothers, this, this is, that's love. But after that, these brothers don't really get along ever. Like there's never a moment where they bond again. They just fucking well, hate each other. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always it, because, you know, after that point, because that's the point where um, Reggie's just come out of jail, right? He's just come back and the the business is going on yeah, because yeah, Ron's yeah. So fucked they have it to, all. They so, have to fight, then they're friends, then he fucks, and then Reggie, uh, Ronnie fucks everything up again. Yeah, so I like I get it. Right? Reggie's just like Ron. Ron is just the thorn in his side, and they kind of oh, they end up just pushing away from each other. Yeah. Um, so I, I I was able to go. But with like that. I don't. What bothers me, sorry, is that I I never felt the bond because in the end, actually, sorry, in the end of the film. Reggie resents Ron. I f totally forget that. Mm. Reggie fucking... But in real life, he didn't, by the way. he They were fine. Like, oh, really? Yeah. They, it meant nothing. Like, apparently, they were one person. You know, they were just one person. Ev the, everything together. But they try and reinforce that for throughout the film up until Francis dies. And that's what bothers me is that they keep trying to reinforce it. And I love that Francis is like, run away. Like, you don't need him. He's a pain in the ass. But mm. Reggie, like, they never show... Ronnie doing anything beneficial or they never show them being brothers. Like they just show Ronnie being a dumb fuck and then Reggie coming in, being mad, fixing it. And that's it. And it's just rinse, repeat. You never see Ronnie and Reggie sort of bond over anything. Like never. Uh, just, just that one point where, you know, they have that fight after that. It's just this sort of cycle of like 
Ronnie, Ronnie fucking up and Reggie getting mad at him. And that really frustrates me because I love that stuff, but I wanted to see more of Ronnie and Reggie sort of being together or just being the, these brothers where they, this bond can be actually seen. Because all Reggie does is he's like, no, I'm not losing my brother, but I never see him. Yeah, I totally, get you, I totally get what you're saying. Um, I guess I just was able to just pick it because it, it is implied. Yeah. They don't show it, which they should. Um, now you're pointing it out to me. It's 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 like blaringly obvious, but I I think it was you know just to me it was like that they just had this this well Reggie had a respect for Ron because Ron, yeah. of his family and it's like this is it like yeah it would be better if I could just fuck him off but he's my brother and that's not the way I was raised and that and it comes back to that you know when they're in um their mum's house that that fucking yeah. awesome scene where yes. they they're yeah. like uh, trying to go at each other but out of respect of their mother they <laughs> and they, yeah. they they're just really civilized and getting tea and having cake from the mum and the mum knows she fucking knows this going down and she yeah. she just plays him like she plays Reggie by saying you know like whatever he's done remember he's still your brother and i think that sums yeah. it all up for me um, but I didn't realize, like you know, what the real story is. I didn't. I don't know anything outside of this film. Actually, even going into this film, I didn't even know. But that's that's what good. That's a good thing. It that's is. A, it is. It is. I it's only knew stuff. I read up on it. I find I love biopics because then I go back and I'm like, holy fuck, what actually happened? I just the only reason I'm bringing this stuff up is because what they've bent, the truth that they've bent, and the stuff they've kept is fucking weird, man. Yeah, like, it sounds like it. Why would you fucking like it? Like, I understand if if Reggie actually raped Francis, I would be like, okay, that's well, why you gotta put that in. Yeah, like, okay. yeah, that's a big part of this. this but if person. he doesn't rape her, there's why no need for this shit. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't understand. Um, and this film takes a lot of liberties with these characters and does things that didn't actually happen, like Reggie resenting Ron at the very end. That's a big thing, you know? That, that's the mm. pivotal part of this film. And that's not true. But in the film, it works really well, and I fucking love that, that at the end, he... He's just done with him, yeah. But what actually... And that, by the way, I want to talk about that now. That scene where he fucking shanks that motherfucker just over and over again yeah. is on point. Oh Holy my God, shit. that was so glorious to watch. Holy God. I know. It was, it was really well done. That guy, <laughs> I loved <laughs> every time that guy come in and he'd fuck something up. I loved the way that Reggie had dealt with it. Like, you know, that first, when he's, he's having that first date with, um, yeah. with Francis and he comes in and the guys, he's like, oh, so this guy took some money. Bring the money back in tomorrow. It's all good. Yeah. And he's, I was just going to suggest that. And then he just fucking punches him in the face. In he's the like, face. you yeah. fucking cunt. Fucking don't you steal from me, you fucking thieving cunt. And then I was just like, this is great. Like, yeah. Every play of it. And then for him, oh, the way he says, like, Francis, with the, you know, when he's got his gun in his face. Holy shit. Yeah, that man. That's. Fucking, oh, I, I, just, I, I wanted I, him to stab the fuck out of him. I yeah. cringed. I was like, he's going to blow his brains out. But, the, the, but, like, after that, after the rape, like, there's a bunch of things that happen that are meant to be lighthearted again, like him trying to kill yeah. the guy. is meant to yeah. be goofy. But, like, yeah. a after that, I'm like, this is fucked. Like, you just I don't know how to feel, yeah. yeah it's it's, it's just a strange, fucking, yeah. I can't enjoy this as much because now this is fucked up. They they restrain from Reggie and Ron killing people until halfway through the film because Ron killing that guy was a big moment as well. Like, that's fucked. You're mm. like, holy fuck, that guy, he just killed someone, you yeah, know? And, like, in front of everyone, too. Like, yeah. just fuck, yeah, they... So they, things get darker, and I think they tried to, but at the same time, you they should have just gone the whole way. You can't just go, 
dark, like light, then dark, and then oh, 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 still happy though. Like no, no. Well, that's what I mean. They tried to keep that same fun from the start yeah. when shit's going really, really pear shaped. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not good. Like <laughs> what they're um, doing is horrible. And like exactly. I've, you know, I've seen films where bad people are our protagonists and the fucked up thing about the film is that we we sympathize with these people like rob zombie films like the devil's rejects is one of my all-time favorite films because it's about rapers and murderers and shit they do the most fucked up shit but rob zombie somehow makes you sympathize with them but that's the point of the movie whereas yeah. this one this the point like the point of this movie is we're not supposed to hate this guy yeah. but we start to hate him because he's a fucking dirty rapist like I um, and, and it's hard not to it's hard not to feel conflicted. Yeah, and, um, I don't. I just don't understand why they did that. Why did you get your fucking protagonist to rape someone? Yeah. I don't get it. Well, um, can I can I make another comparison to um to Black Mass? Yeah. Um, talking about our, our tough guy, one of the protagonists, I guess he is so fucking intimidating though. Like. I found oh, yeah. like we were talking like you know we were talking about Black Mass. I, you found you found Johnny Depp quite quite full, full on. on. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really, but this is what I think Johnny Depp should have been like. Yeah. In Black Mass, and because we still really like him, and he's doing all the he's doing the same things that Whitey was doing, like helping fucking grandmas cross the street, and you know yeah. all the save the cat moments, and we, he's still a really upstanding citizen who you know looks after his girl for the most part. Um, until he rapes her, but then you know he's he is not somebody to fuck with either. Like, and we see that yeah. with that that scene that I was just talking about, where he's like, "What what are you doing? What are we doing here? Like, don't fuck around." He's like, he just quickly sorts something out, and people are just fucking terrified of this guy because he owns London. Like, you don't That's fuck it. with him, and um, and then his brother is an even more intimidating Bigger presence, maniac, yeah. which is takes it to a whole other level. But he's still this humble humble character that's br- like yeah. that scene where we f- where he first meets francis at his trailer and he comes out in like a little a, a little yeah. fucking like sweater and like offers her tea and has like <laughs> starts talking about you know that he's a homosexual and likes all that it's just like such a sincere little scene yeah. and it's just brilliant and by the way um in the in real life uh ronnie was only bisexual he was never homosexual all oh, right yeah Once that's again, an interesting thing as well why fucking lied about and i don't understand why i think i I did i did like where they went with him though like i don't know if they needed to change that like it it could have probably still been fun but i do i did like those scenes where you know when when he's with the martha and he's like oh i prefer boys it's not it's not because it's funny it's because he's just telling them exactly what he is yeah and he doesn't give a fuck what they think about him because they're not going to do anything like yeah exactly what are they gonna do to this guy like he can he no can fucking fuck him, yeah. go and do whatever he wants yeah and that's another that's one thing i i, I didn't realize and I, and I don't know why i didn't realize it because i've seen the trailers and i do remember seeing that particular scene in the trailers and and the scene where um he's like i came here for a fucking shootout oh and that you- was a great scene <laughs> and um i didn't realize it was like gonna be so funny this movie was hilarious at parts. Like, I was laughing out loud a lot of the time. Like, especially in the first half of this film. I came in expecting a biopic like you would normally see where it's just, like, a straight-up drama. And, you know, with Tom Hardy behind it, it's going to be fine. But this is this took it to a whole other level, and I fucking loved it. I loved the humour in this. I really am just caught up in the fact that he's raped someone. I can't, cook it up. I can't get over this. That's all I keep thinking about. Why the fuck did you... Why the fuck? That, like, because... Sorry, I'm just thinking because that scene 
is really awesome. That fucking shootout scene, do you know where he comes in? Yeah. And he's got the, like that's a fucking great scene. I love that scene so much. And I'm like, man, this film had such a fucking special thing going. And then you fucking make your protagonist rape someone. <laughs> Why? Why did you do that? Oh my god. Fuck. Anyway, before the rape. The no, that scene. Yeah, I thought the humor was awesome. He, did you see how he spits? Did you see the saliva yeah, fucking leak brilliant. from his mouth? Yeah. Holy I love shit! He, I love that he came. I love that he came back with hammers, hammers as well. Yeah, <laughs> and he breaks their legs and shit. Yeah, yeah, that Man, was that was, was so great. cool. I oh um, I that reminded me a lot of that sweet scene in the in the Kingsman as well, like the you know the matters yep. matters maketh yep. man scene. Yeah, so. It was hard not to like that. But yeah, I just found it really funny. And that's what carried me through this film because it does drag on a little bit. Would you yeah. agree? Towards uh, yes. the end, Especially yes. after, you know, dark times start hitting. The, the starts- ending, I, I don't think it was either the ending or the second half of the film, but something was way too long. And it took mm. away from the ending for sure. The ending was really disappointing for me. I did not Oh, like it, it fizzled out so bad, which was pretty yeah. disappointing. But to be honest, I didn't know where they were going to end this. Like, I was like, yeah. like someone's going to die, but who's it going to be? And why, and why are they going to die? And then kind of it just sort of, yeah, yeah. I didn't really yeah. care about anything in the end. And he just kind of walks off. And yeah. I'm like, oh, why? Like, show him doing something or just show him being Reggie Cray, you know? Um, because he kind of just loses himself. I don't know. I just, the ending was sad. Just uh, just once things go dark, this film just becomes far less entertaining. Yeah. But, like, he punches his mate in the face. Yeah. At the very end. Or he punches yeah. him in the dick or something. I'm he like, punches, why'd you do yeah, that? He, yeah. Well, he's, he's lost it, hasn't he? He's, he's cracked. Mm. Which I, I, I got, but, like, it, it's just... It didn't mean anything to me. In the, it just, yeah, it was just re- like, it wasn't a bad ending from memory. I can't even remember how it ended, actually. What what happened in the end? He shanks the guy, and then he just, he gets mad at Ronnie, sort of, and then he just walks off. He, he got uh, arrested, didn't he? Yeah, he, he got, walks off, he gets arrested, he gets in, he gets life in prison. Yeah, and then, for, sh- for shanking the dude. And then Ronnie goes to mental hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, I don't really have much else to I'm say. Done. What do you reckon? <laughs> I'm done. All right, let's finish this off. Um, look, I had a really good time. Tom Hardy did an excellent job, but to be honest, without him, I don't think this film would have been half as entertaining. His performance was so on point. Holy God, it was fantastic. Um, I adored him. The fucking... The problem is, though, like, honestly, hit Reggie raping someone was such a fucking big deal for me. Not because I'm like, I'm like, oh, you can't use rape in a film. That's fucking silly. Just... Just the way they used it in this was fucking stupid, you know? Like, why? Why do it? Um, and But other than that, the tone was so great up until that point, and I had such a good time watching it. 3.5 out of 5. You know what? This movie was really just like a breath of fresh air because yeah. in the last fucking few months, we have just had nothing. Like, the movies that we've been reviewing have all been around the 2.5, 3... Maybe a three point five in there. I think I gave a three point five to Straight Outta Compton, but it's since threes and shit, yeah. since then, um, I think the last movie I really liked was Southpaw. But since then, everything's just been average. Like besides Black Mass, which I which I gave a lower score. It's just there's man, yeah, it's just yeah. bland cinema. Like there's just been nothing going on. And I seen this movie, and I'm reminded why I like going to see films especially at cinemas. Like, this was so fun. 
for the most part. Like it was just Tom Hardy takes this to a ne- to the next level. Like I keep saying, he is just at the top of his game. He's the one of the very best actors we've got going out there. He can go from playing like minimalist characters like Mad Max to coming and playing full like playing two full on characters like this in one film. Yep. It just blows my fucking mind. He's he, good at what he does. He is the man. And you know, if I could if if I get to shake his hand in my lifetime, my life will be made. That's like I respect this man so much. The humor in this film was another a breath of fresh air as well because we've we've been seeing you know with black mass last week it just uh, it's just frustrating i don't need all this dark stuff i like i like to be entertained and ultimately this film entertained the shit out of me fucking tom hardy is so charming emily browning was fantastic to bounce off him and like i said i just enjoyed the world that was created in legend it does get dark and it does get confusing. I don't think I was as affected by this rape that we're talking about yeah. as much as because I didn't think it was rape. Yeah, it was I, a rape, yeah. I thought it was beating and not saying that that's okay, but like I I I didn't feel it was as fucked up, but I was still very confused as to why what I was supposed to feel towards the end and it's very it's just an interesting choice. So, you know what? I I was able to go with with the rest of the film and still in like, I really enjoyed the shanking scene and I really enjoyed the, you know, watching Reggie unravel. That probably wasn't the right decision though. Um, so besides yep. that though, the music in it, the fucking, the performances, the direction, the script was pretty decent. Um, and sure, just good. like, I just good had a lot of fun with this film and, to think that I had, because I only seen this last night, because I'd, I'd, I'd already seen Crimson Peak, hoping that that <laughs> was going to be the one we'd review. Um, I wasn't really that keen to go out for another film, but I'm like, you know, I had to for the for the podcast, so I did. And to be pleasantly surprised like that, it speaks a lot for this film. So, yay, I get to fucking get out of the fucking threes and the twos, and I'm going to give this one a four out of five. Very nice film. Four out of five. Very nice. Well, very very nice. nice. Good seeing something be a little nice. I can get behind that score. Fucking hell, man. I just want to see something that blows my mind. I haven't seen something that blows my mind in ages. It's just been saying fucking threes out of fives and shit. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm yeah. Sick of it. Yeah. Something good. Spectre, man. Fucking blow me away, please. I hope so. I please hope don't be Quantum of Solace. Please be Skyfall. But I have a feeling it's not going to be that good. Yeah, because... I actually haven't really seen too much about um, Spectre. I've, I've been trying to keep off it. I want to I wanna just go see it without seeing too much. I know the reason, the reason I think it's going to be bad is because I heard the James Bond song that they did with Sam Smith and it was fucking terrible. Oh, really? Why? What's wrong with it? Oh, it's just awful. Like It's just a bad song. Like It's just generic and like... I haven't always been a fan of the the Bond songs. The only one I actually liked in the last... Oh, the Skyfall one was pretty decent. That was Adele, wasn't it? Um, Ah, yeah. But the one before, for Quantum of Solace, was quite good with um, Jack White and... um, Can't remember it. Alicia Keys, I think. It's quite good. But anyway, um, talking about things that could potentially blow our minds, uh, we are both really anticipating the new Star Wars film. Are we not? Fucking oath, man. I'm so I think that goes without saying. So, we're thinking here on Fish and Connor saw a movie. We're going to change up things a little bit. We normally would review a film, you know, the latest film that comes out every week. 
But we, we had a bit of a look at the, the upcoming schedule and, you know, there's some okay films, but they're all looking pretty mid-range. Would, would you agree? Yeah, they all look shit. <laughs> they besides, look fucking shit. Besides, obviously, Spectre and uh, The Hunger Games and the likes of that, um, there's nothing really too special. Um, like, there are some decent films, but nothing that I think we'll have awesome conversations of. So what we're thinking, we're going to change up our fucking style. We're going to go back to what we did with Mad Max and do a bit of a retrospective. Woo! But we're not doing two fucking movies each time this time because that was fucked. Yeah, um, no, no. What we're going to do is we're going to completely focus on each and every one of the Star Wars saga leading up to The Force Awakens on December 17th, 18th, something around that time, wasn't it? Yeah, 17th, uh, I think, here, actually. 17th, so yeah, Thursday. It'll be December 17th. Probably the most anticipated film of all time, so I think we need to make a big deal out of it. So we're going to fucking shake everything up. Starting from next week, we're going to start at episode one. I, I know a lot of people consider it the fucking fourth movie in the thing, but we're going to start there because we want to end on the good ones. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I I would not want to be ending on one, two, and three. But we're starting with Phantom Menace, and then, you know, we're doing them all. You get it. I'm really yeah. keen to fucking grill Attack of the Clones. Phantom Menace has been grilled by everyone. Attack of the Clones, I want to fucking rip apart. Yeah, well, Phantom Menace is, uh like, you know, we spoke about it quite a bit. Like, Phantom Menace is, like been my Star Wars that I've grown up with. Yeah. It was the one I saw when I was at the age that, you know, you should see Star Wars as a boy. I was I was I didn't I wasn't raised on Star Wars like you were. Yeah, I was I, like I breathed the shit, man. Yeah, so so Phantom Menace was the one I knew the most. Like I'd seen it the most. I seen it at the cinemas. I you know, I didn't hate on it like everyone else did, but I didn't have that that, you know, fanboy love for the original uh, trilogy, so it'll be interesting to go back and watch that because I remember it quite fondly. Um, so we'll see if that's if that holds up uh, next week. But then I, you know, with the other the other um, prequels, I haven't seen Attack of the Clones or um, Revenge of the Sith for years. Yeah, I haven't seen that since the cinema. So it's just so weird to me, man. It's just so yeah. strange. I've seen the other ones plenty of times. Yeah. You know, the first the first trilogy, but like fucking yeah. So it's gonna be fun to go back and, and talk about this and. And I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll all be able to get a, get amongst it. So, But listeners, let's get in on it. Get on our Facebook. Fucking message us. If, uh, tell us what you think about The Phantom Menace. Get in on the conversation. We'll bring your fucking thoughts into our reviews of these Star Wars films. It'll be fun. Let us know, you little bitch. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty mean. Anyway, thank, thanks, guys, for listening to this lovely podcast from Fish and Connor, who have happened to see a movie. We did. Conveniently. Um, (laughs) Anyway, guys, thanks again. Play the music, Fish. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Legend, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track Green Onions is performed by Booker T and the MGs. Yeah.